It's time for the Call of the Week. Our next guest is James Coe, who is an Emmy Award-winning sports journalist and expert fantasy football analyst, the owner of a great head of hair, and a great guest for this podcast. James, how are you? It sounds so official. I sound so important when uh, when you lay it all out like that. But no, it's uh, it's great to join you guys um, anytime, man. I'm I'm pleased to be here. I mean, the head of hair—that's got to be your number one attribute, right? That you share at oh, parties. Oh. Absolutely. Are you? Of course. I mean, you know. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, I, I've got a good set of hair. Uh, I'm, I'm going to fly. If you got it, flaunt it, baby. That's what I do. That's right. That's right. Hey, <laughs> our our fantasy football league. We're based in Middle Tennessee, so naturally, yeah. a good portion a good portion of our managers and our podcast listeners are Titans fans. Are you particularly high or low on any of the Titans this year? What's kind of the general fantasy consensus with this new offense? Well, yeah, I think we don't necessarily know what we're going to get uh, with Tennessee's offense. Uh, I think what we do kind of like, at, at least from the fantasy perspective, right, is the fact that they've brought on a, an offensive coordinator that was attached to that high-scoring Rams offense last year. So you kind of figured they might get a little bit more creative. Um, <laughs> look, exotic smash mouth, I still don't know what the hell that is. Um, so maybe that was creative, but from what I could tell on, on, on game tape, not necessarily so much, right? So um, hopefully they open it up a little bit more this year. You know, you'd like to see Marcus Mariota uh, really exhibit some of that athleticism that he possesses, uh, which I truly believe they did not unlock last year. So can Corey Davis take a step forward? Obviously, we know about Derrick Henry and the big bruising power that he possesses. Deion Lewis is going to be a terrific compliment to him in the backfield as well. I think partly part of what will unlock this offense is just the simple fact that they're not going to be handing the ball off to DeMarco Murray 300 times or whatever the hell it, it was last year. So, right. yeah, they're going to open it up a little bit more. They will be a higher pace of play than we saw last year. They're going to score some more points. From a fantasy perspective, I think Corey Davis is is probably Corey Davis is probably going to be um, a good value in the you know seventh or eighth round. Derrick Henry's still going pretty early. Um, don't know how I necessarily feel about that, but certainly they've got one of the best offensive lines in football. So uh, if you want to spend a fourth, fifth round pick on Derrick Henry, I don't think anyone's going to blame you. Yeah, and James, I saw your 12-team PPR best ball draft on Twitter yesterday, and, and I saw you took Deshaun Watson in the fifth round. Are you expecting the Deshaun Watson we saw, you know, weeks two through seven last year? What's kind of the what's – your, what's your thoughts on maybe on the Texans this year? Well, you know, Deshaun Watson, is he going to be the, the guy that we saw on that torrid pace last year? I mean, no. It's just we saw almost a historical pace uh, really last year from Deshaun Watson. But – that's why I'm taking him in the fifth round and not in the third round. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I still feel very confident in Deshaun Watson. As a matter of fact, I love, I love Deshaun Watson, man. <laughs> yeah. um, and maybe it's, it's just part of me, you know, having watched him ball up at, at Clemson and, um, and playing in those high-stakes, high-profile games, man, and, and just doing it again in the NFL. He hasn't been stopped yet. That's the crazy thing. He hasn't been stopped yet. So, um, it, it's funny to me, man. People keep saying like, no, he's going to come back to earth. Oh, there's going to be regression. No, we're going to see this, you know, all these pace stats uh, of historical quarterbacks. And it's like, look guys, Deshaun Watson is an, is a fabulous athlete. 
he's got a, a gambler's mentality of just tossing that ball downfield. In fantasy football, if there is an Achilles heel to his real-life game, it's that he turns the ball over. But in fantasy, for a quarterback, you don't get dinged uh, nearly as much as you should for turnovers, especially at the quarterback position. I always go back, and again, we could stay in this division. I go back to Blake Bortles. This guy was a top 10 fantasy quarterback again and again and again. And it's not because he's good. It's because he himself turns the ball over, creating a situation where he needs to keep the ball in his hands and just keep chucking it downfield. That's how this guy's scoring fantasy points. Similarly, Deshaun Watson, who's actually a good quarterback, (laughs) even if he turns the ball over, he gets the ball right back. So, yes, I am anticipating a strong year for Deshaun Watson. Obviously, he's got to stay healthy. Uh, But there's a big reason why. Um, and I know I'm goo goo gaga for, for Deshaun Watson, but <laughs> I have him ranked as my number one quarterback oh, over wow. Aaron Rodgers, which I know is a little bit of a hot take, but screw it. I'm going with it. I like it. No, I like that. Uh, and, you know, there have been several recent rookie running backs, James, who have had successful first seasons, you know, guys like Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt. Do you expect similar production from this year's rookie running backs? Only Saquon Barkley. I think Saquon Barkley is, is a locked and loaded top 10 pick. If you're not taking him in the first 10 picks, I think you're doing it wrong. Um, and again, I, I, there's always this concern. He's never done it before. He's never, he's a rookie. He's never hit the NFL football field. Look, how did that work out for Todd Gurley? How did that work out for Ezekiel Elliott? How did it work out for a list of rookie running backs, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt last year? If you're not believing in these guys simply because they have not produced on an NFL field, well, you're just not watching enough football, man. Um, Saquon Barkley running behind a vastly improved offensive line uh, there in New York. And that's the other thing. Everyone just remembers the, the taste of Eric Flowers at left tackle. It's like, look, they, they've moved him on. Yep. They've, they've made a great free agent signing. They've addressed O-line uh, in the offseason through the draft as well. So it's going to be a vastly improved offensive line they already have the ingredients on defense to actually be i think a top 15 unit in the nfl which should pair nicely with a a balanced run game as well so yeah man um i I really believe in saquon in terms of other rookie running backs i know there's a lot of um i think there's a lot of press clippings on darius geis Uh, i'm not a hundred percent sure i love the talent i love the talent but keep in mind, coming from LSU, this is a guy that ran behind power. I mean, he ran a power run scheme all day long. They're going to run zone read and do a lot of outside zone, inside zone there at Washington. I don't think Darius Geis has ever run zone. So I'm curious to see if, if the talent transcends. I mean, I know he's got the entire offseason and all that to, to kind of get acclimated with it. But I don't know, man. So I'm just I'm curious to see if a power running back – um, behind and again, Washington's got a great offensive line too. But can he pick up the scheme? That's kind of what I'm curious about. Hey, this may seem like a shameless kind of selfish request for advice, but if you're near the snake pick at the bottom of a let's say a 14-team PPR league, what's kind of your best value? What's your strategy there with those two picks in the bottom on the snake? Do you go best running back then best receiver? What's your thought there? I, I think all the best running backs will be gone. I mean, whenever I've you know, pick later in the draft, so 10, 11, 12, um, I just find myself going wide receiver, wide receiver, and just best available. You know what I mean? So the, 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 the nice part about being at the bottom part of that 
uh, of your draft, the snake pick, as you mentioned, you just go for your guy, man. Uh, I really honestly just, I don't care about ADP when I'm drafting 12 out of 12 or 14 out of 14 or 10. Out of, I just, I just don't care because that pick is not going to come back. You know what I mean? So it's like, Oh, maybe I'm, maybe it's 10 picks too early per ADP. Who cares? Right. You're not going to see that guy coming back. Just go get that dude. Um, so if you like a guy, go get him. That's always my, that's always my tip for drafters who are drafting, um, you know, or, around that, that the, the turn there, just go get your guy. Anyone who listen, who has listened to our podcast, they know we're familiar with an IDP league. We have five lineup spots, two defensive backs, three general IDP players. What's uh, what's your take on IDP leagues as a whole? And are there any IDPs this year you're high on? <laughs> God bless your soul for playing IDP, but you won't find me in one. Um, <laughs> look, individual players are great, man. It's awesome, but. Just in my experience, and look, I've only played in, I think, you know, a handful of IDP leagues. And I got to be honest with you, man, I didn't enjoy them, man. I just didn't. It's, it's, it's too, it just feels too random, you know, uh, the points that you get from your defensive player. And, you know, so much of it is based on scheme and, and I don't know, man. It's just, that's, it's just not for me, but God bless you if you play it. Um, I, I know for a lot of people, you know, they're bigger defensive player fans and offensive player fans. So this is a way uh, to, to get you in, in playing fantasy. So yeah, man, I'm not going to hate on it. Just, it's just not for me. And lastly here, one of our favorite segments we do, uh, we call No Thanks, which is where we break down a player we want nothing to do with in fantasy this season. So we'll say a player, we'll make our case, and then we'll just say no thanks. So, James, who are you saying no thanks to in 2018? Oh, man. Um, I think Joe Mixon is being drafted entirely too high. I mean, he's a top 20 pick regardless of format, and I just am baffled by it. You know, people have said, oh, well, if you look at his last six games or last seven games or whatever it was, but you know what, man, I did watch the last six games, last seven games, and maybe the numbers were improved, but they weren't, first of all, they weren't great. Okay. But they, yes, they were improved, uh, certainly from when he first started the season where he was just atrocious. I mean, he was just abysmal, uh, to start his camp rookie campaign last year, but the bottom line is. Gio Bernard was just a straight up better player than Joe Mixon last year. Now there's going to be certainly some idea that, you know, Hey, listen, the Bengals, they invested a high draft capital in Joe Mixon. They're going to get them on the field. Okay. That's fine. I still don't think they've addressed their offensive line uh, very much at all this off season. I don't think they, I don't think they've improved offensively at all. Marvin Lewis is still, uh, is still there. I mean, he's a, a lame duck um, uh, head coach there for, mm-hmm. for the Bengals. And I, I don't think they've addressed anything on the offensive side of the ball this year. So I, I'm just confused. I, I, don't, I don't see any increased uh, prospects for Joe Mixon. I don't know why he's going as a top 20 uh, pick. There's a ton of other players I would rather take than I, I would take Joe Mixon maybe in the fifth or sixth or seventh round. That's kind of where I value him. So I don't really understand where all the, the, the rose colored colored glasses are coming out for Joe Mixon. Um, and he is an a- absolute non-starter for me um, at his current ADP. So if we can just get it one time, James Coe saying Joe Mixon, no thanks. Joe Mixon, no thanks. I love it. All right, guys, hey, go follow James on Twitter, at James Deco. 
uh, great takes, better hair, and a great get for this podcast. Really appreciate it, James. <laughs> Anytime, boys.